Okay, so talking about not believing, we'd mentioned earlier, like, oh, in 2020, <laughs> the Pentagon just was like, oh, and by the way, aliens are real. And everyone was like, yeah, we knew. But also, nobody's surprised anymore. <laughs> I remember when that happened, because it was just a few years ago, and they actually have everything, not everything, they, they actually have a bunch of stuff declassified online. And it's called the Black Vault, and it's a clearinghouse for declassified documents. And so you can go in there, and you can actually search it, search aliens. And then you'll find articles and stuff that they have in there of incidents that have happened pertaining to aliens. I read through some of them, and they have stuff that's gone on underwater, which leads mm. me to, like, verify my suspicion that there are aliens underwater, and that's why we don't search our own oceans. <laughs> Weren't you saying something about, like, fish? Yeah, so there's... And I was trying to research that again because I came across it a while ago, and I was trying to research again. I couldn't find anything on it. Oh, that's weird. I know, right? Mm. That's what I was thinking. I tried to find it in Black Vault. So to be continued on that, but it's basically this huge school of fish that are sonar resistant, which there a lot of fish when they're in a school of fish, they're sonar resistant. So sonar can't go through them. So it looks like sometimes when a lot of a big school of fish are at the bottom of the ocean, it looks like the ocean floor is moving, but it's the fish. Right. But this school of fish is supposedly so thick that it makes up a really large portion of the fish in the ocean altogether. And it's impenetrable. So you can't get through it. Hmm. So I'm like, what are those fish What's hiding? behind it? What are they hiding? Atlantis. <laughs> I think they're hiding Atlantis Maybe. or aliens or it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. I, I really, I'm just like, yeah. Right. Nothing would surprise me at this point. When mm -hmm. we live through a pandemic, it's like, yep, aliens are real. Anyways, I read through and it talks about unidentified flying objects. It talks about actually having aliens and talking to them and communicating with really? them. Really? Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. And so... I was looking even deeper because there are some government-funded agencies that were funded throughout the 1900s, and one of them was called Project Blue Book, and Mr. Carson started a similar project with a UAP, which is Unidentified Aerial Phenomenons and Airborne Objects Identification and Management Synchronization Group. So it was a part of the CIA. So basically, it was a agency in the government that was dedicated to proving if all of these UFO sightings were real or not. And it got disbanded, but then got put back together under a different name. So like Project Blue Book is another one through 1952 through 1969. And Project Stargate, which I talk about the movie, but that was actually Project Stargate was uh, a government agency um, through the U.S. Army unit to research UFO sightings. All of these projects were together for a while and then publicly said that there was no definitive proof. I believe that they did find proof, especially now after looking through the black vault, but that to keep the public from being freaked out, they said, no, it's a conspiracy theory. I think they right. fed into the society of saying that's a conspiracy theory that, and that was their purpose to us. But to the government, I think they absolutely made contact. They absolutely found out that certain sightings were real. And then why would they disband and then reband together under a different name? You know, mm -hmm. if everything was coming out to where it wasn't real for 10 years, why would they disband and then get back together? Like that makes that's no suspicious. Sense. That is, that is sus. <laughs> so those are, Oh, Roswell. That's the name of that town. That wasn't in Texas. That was in uh, New Mexico. New Mexico. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Darn it. You would have said New Mexico. I would have known what you were talking about. I couldn't about. think. I was like, it's a desert. <laughs> well, Texas. They, I feel like they've moved it since then. Um, yeah. 
I don't think that what was originally there is still there, but yeah. you're still not allowed anywhere near that property. Yeah. You'd be killed on site. You get a few warnings first, but they really? have 24 hour snipers and they really? will, they'll roll up on you if you go too close to them. So I watched a interview with former president Clinton and they asked him about area 51. Mm-hmm. He basically said it was their technology unit for furthering their aircraft defenses. Of so. course, because they were reverse engineering the craft yeah, right? that fell. Right? Yeah, of course, it's aircraft. And I actually wait on somebody at my job, and he used to be a private investigator, and he also worked for the CIA for, like, his whole life. And him and his wife always talk about alien shows with me. They're the ones that gave me ideas about different shows to watch. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of funny because he's a part of the go- he's been a part of the government and he's so into this. You would think that somebody who has to analyze people and be very analytical. And so for somebody to be very analytical and very much believe in aliens and mm-hmm. be still have interest makes it seem less hard to believe that there's been some confirmation of that. They have to sign contracts mm-hmm. that they can't say anything. So mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about this and I hope I don't get men in black at my door for this. Yeah. Because I'm not in the government, so I yeah. can talk about it. And he's since passed away. So yeah. I think it's okay. Um, <laughs> so anyway, my mom's way ex-boyfriend from a long time ago, he worked for Beach Aerospace. Mm-hmm. And he was a technician that he would work on aircrafts. And he would get really, really drunk sometimes. And he was under government contract. I tried to ask him every once in a while, mm-hmm. like, oh, do you believe in aliens then? You know, like little things like that. And Damn. he would always just kind of joke it off. You should have done a reading on him. <laughs> I was a little, I was young back oh, then. Okay. So yeah, I didn't know how to do that then. But yeah, well, he would get really drunk and he would say some crazy things to me. He would like look me in the eyes and he's, he'd be like, what if I told you that I could hand you an inch long piece of something that looked resembled aluminum foil and I could hand it to you and you could do anything you wanted with it and you couldn't make it disappear. You could burn it with a torch. You could try to rip it up. You could crinkle it up into a little ball and it would pop right back into shape. And he's like, imagine that. Imagine holding that in your hand. And I was like, why would he tell me? I was like, like 12. Yeah. You know, 13 years old. And he would just say stuff like that. It and then when weird. I try to go deeper into it and ask him what he's talking about, and I'm thinking now when I look back on it, he might have been like, I've held something like that in my hand. Yeah. You know, high tech technology or something from a spacecraft. That's crazy. You know, maybe, maybe that's what it's made of or the interior, like whatever. Some kind of thing that we don't have here on Earth. Right. Or we do now. <clears throat> They're working on it right. by reverse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> reverse technology yes mm-hmm. <laughs> the, or re- so i don't know he used to just say weird things like that to me that made me believe what's something else that he said can you remember anything else um he was just he would talk about aliens a lot like just little things like what would you think if i told you there was another planet or what would you say if i told you that on the dark side of the moon there's a whole community there you know like just different things like that but it was only when he was really drunk and yeah. he'd say it And then he'd change the subject and talk about something else and kind of just laugh it off. Say it kind of like a joke, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to joke about. Like, you're weird. And But now looking back on him, I'm like, shit, he might have been trying to, like, tell me things. Yeah. You know? Just get it off his chest. Yeah. Because if you have nobody else to talk, if you're under contract and you can't talk talk about it. So you're going to talk to a 12-year-old. Who's going to believe her? (laughs) Right? Her imagination. (laughs) 
Um, so there was this guy, we're talking about government agencies. His name's Joseph McMoneagle. And he has a book, The Stargate Chronicles, Memoirs of a Psychic Spy. And I've heard about him for, through several different channels. So there was this one guy that talked about this man that was a psychic spy hired onto the government. He wa- worked for, I believe, the CIA. He actually retired and he would do classes on how to teach people to be psychic. It's like everybody's capable of it. So was it being a psychic or remote viewing? A psychic. An actual psychic. Yeah. So, and he said everybody could be taught how to unlock that in within themselves. Mm-hmm. I believe that. Yeah, true. I do too. I like I- intuition and stuff, mm-hmm. like training yourself. Yeah. I've gotten better about it. Right. Anyways, Joseph, he was really well known and really well respected person in the government. For his abilities. He has the Stargate Chronicles because he was tied into a lot of alien stuff. And he had a lot of credentials because he was known to, he wrote down like all of these details on a bunker in a different country. And then they found it and he was absolutely correct. Like he was on the money. And so the government really leaned on him and gave him credibility where credibility is due, which is kind of funny because the government's always like spending their time saying all that shit's not real. Mm-hmm. Well, the lower level government is yeah. the higher up you go. You got people like that there. Yep. I mean, they even have these kids savants like mm-hmm. back in the day and you hear about them and then you don't hear anything else about them. You mm-hmm. hear about this like eight year old that can do, you know, speak, 15 different languages mm-hmm. and all this and that. And then you try to look up that little girl now, you can't find her. Yeah. She's up there, yeah. <laughs> you know, high up in the government. Right. You know, they're taking these savants and kids with like brilliant IQs mm-hmm. and then you don't see them again. Makes you wonder. So it's kind of weird, um, right? Like where's that kid now? Maybe they're hybrids. Maybe they are. <laughs> you know, let's find the hybrids. Oh, let's, you know. Yeah. That's how we find them. But so, yeah, yeah. He, let's, go back a step because we talked about everybody being psychic Mm -hmm. and we talked about theories we had just to touch on this Mm -hmm. when we're born if nobody teaches us how to speak english Mm -hmm. we're not just going to learn it on our own we're going to babble and maybe create our own language or whatever and if nobody ever teaches us how to do math right maybe every once in a while you'll get somebody who just intuitively can do things like that we're going to have a very low level of that and think that we can't do it Mm -hmm. so our psychic abilities are the same way Mm -hmm. if you're born into a culture where it's not nourished and taught, you're going to be 40 years old and you're going to be like, I can't do yeah. that. I can't meditate. I can't astral project. I can't lucid dream. I can't tap into my psychic abilities because you were never taught. You weren't raised in an environment where you could thrive yeah. and learn and grow in that field. I always thought since I was just a little girl about how we only use a certain percent of our brain mm-hmm. and it's not anywhere near a hundred percent. It's, oh, yeah. I think it's like 20% <laughs> right. or something if really that. low. And I always said, I feel like unlocking it. And then mm-hmm. what's that movie Ph- phenomenon came out with John Travolta? Oh yeah. I remember we that. had a brain tumor that unlocked mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. And I watched that movie in it. That's I mean, a true story. Oh yeah, it is. It That's is right. a true fucking story. And I literally, I watched that as a little girl, not knowing it was a true story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, That's correct. There was a guy that was in a an accident. Mm-hmm. He was American. He was in an accident. And when he came out of his coma, he was speaking French. Yeah, and in transplants too. So how the mm-hmm. fuck did yeah. that happen? You know what I mean? He never took French, didn't know a word of it. 
until his accident and he came out speaking fluent French. Right. Like the things your brain can do and that we don't know about. Yeah. So I feel like if we start at any time we can learn, the older we are, the harder mm-hmm. it is. Because I think when we're children, they're just sponges. Mm-hmm. Just like they can pick up on different languages. I was going to say they really scientifically easily. proven that they're sponges. Right. Yeah. So you take a five-year-old and you have them do Spanish mm-hmm. for six years straight. Mm-hmm. They're going to be so fluent reading, writing is going to be natural to them. Yep. Then you take a 40-year-old and you teach them Spanish for five years. They're going to be good, but not as good as that five-year-old yep. over a period of time. Mm-hmm. I think it really starts with our kids. I feel like we could have a completely different society in one generation if we just taught our kids to unlock those parts themselves. Mm -hmm. So we have to go through this now and we need to learn so we can teach our kids. Right. So we can give them a better future. Yeah, exactly. Because there was nobody there to really teach us. Right. We have to be the ones that learn and struggle through it. Shadow work and breaking family curses and these spiritual things. We have to go through that so our kids won't have to. Exactly. And then you think about the motivation, like what if these aliens are doing hybrids to help unlock the brain? Mm -hmm. What if our brain is locked down because maybe we've been separated for so long? Well, speaking of the brain, Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, my God. We have a whole other subject. (laughs) Before we jump to Musk, um, we were talking about our theories on the Babel. Babylon. Oh, yeah. And this kind of ties into starseeds. We didn't talk about this, right? Okay. So we were talking about, um, okay, starseeds. We're all starseeds, right? Mm -hmm. And we were talking about this right before this episode because we we both had a theory and it both kind of tied into each other. So you believe everyone's a hybrid already or maybe that we're all descendants I don't know of aliens. what I mean I have theories yeah I don't have one set way that I'm like well this is what it is right um but yeah I feel like we were all planted here yeah so if you want to say star seeds we come from the stars or other right. places other galaxies that star seeds are, isn't at a, least parts of us right are so star seeds in my mind and it seems like in your mind I don't mm-hmm. want to talk for you instead of it being like a reincarnation of the soul into a human body that we were replanted here that our ancestors who were aliens were planted here that's why there's pyramids all over the world but we were separated so that we were evolved here not from maybe monkey but maybe from alien that's my theory on it well my theory of babylon is and this is just a theory but i've thought about the fact that at one point all human race was telepathic Mm -hmm. they were very tapped into their sixth sense Mm -hmm. and we didn't even need to speak we could talk telepathically and we all understood each other and we all spoke one language and Mm -hmm. we were all one color in order to separate us there was the tower of babylon Mm -hmm. right and so then we all started babbling. We couldn't understand each other, yep. you know, and there was a division there through our connection. Yeah. Well, maybe. And I think that we all kind of disconnected from our higher selves at that point as well. Maybe uh, when the pyramids started getting knocked down or something. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure exactly what could have happened to spark that. Yeah. But I think at one time this planet was at peace with right. nature and part of the ecosystem and it was more natural. Yeah. There's hieroglyphics <clears throat> of there being war above us. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, there is. So it could have been something like that, like another alien race Mm -hmm. could have come and tried to take over. Right. And they they might have won the race. Right. And that's why we are the way that we are today. Yeah, we're still. And we forgot that we, you know, and some of us still can connect to our higher selves, Mm -hmm. but we can't feel it as strongly anymore for one reason or the other. Some people right. might say that they took over and were slaves to them, and we weren't able to be slaves right. when we were all, we were all so they had to disconnect us. 
and turn us against each other for them. It feels like a to metaphor do their thing. for government today. <laughs> yeah, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe that race. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, this didn't work. Make, trying to make them slaves didn't work mm-hmm. because they were too connected to their higher selves. They knew what they were. They weren't afraid to die. Right. You know, they, they didn't have any fear because they were so connected. And they knew that everything was one. Right. So you take that away. You take their language away from them, us being able to communicate with each other. They separate us on Earth. Separate us from our higher selves. Separate us from each what other. we're connected to and from each other. And then turn us against each other. We've and been then at we war comply. And then we comply. Yep. So, I mean, that's a theory as well. And yeah. some of us are still, you know, striving to connect with that part of us. Yeah. And maybe that's why we're not taught yeah. how to connect with, with our abilities. Right. Our spiritual abilities. Right. Okay, so we are going to get to the last subject we have to cover, which is Elon Musk. Sade? So this crazy <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> first of all, he's all over the place if you've ever listened to him. He contradicts himself all the time, mm-hmm. and I just can't keep track of everything he's saying. He's involved with Neuralink. And you were saying that <clears throat> you weren't exactly sure what Neuralink was, mm-hmm. uh, but you've heard about it. Yeah. My partner's very much into tech stuff. So the one thing that I want to talk about, he's in a lot of things, but I want to talk about specifically Neuralink. Mm-hmm. And it's this device that's the size of a quarter mm-hmm. and it's implanted in your brain. Yeah. Like for life. Okay. From what he says is that we're going to use it first for medical reasons. Mm-hmm. Say you're a paraplegic. The chip will make it to where you can use your brain to use your phone. So you could be using your phone on Facebook and social media and communicating with people better than if you had hands. Mm-hmm. Also for blind people, even if you've been born blind and you've never seen before, it's like a camera and it streams images into the device and then it streams stimulus into the visual cortex. Mm-hmm. And you'll be able to see. Damn. So they can turn a blind person into a seeing person with this chip. It goes a little bit farther into it than that. I don't know if everybody's seen The Matrix, but Yay, it's one of it. my favorite <laughs> movies of all time. And it really reminds me of The Matrix yeah. with this chip. There's a part where Neo learns mm-hmm. how to fight and he just gets downloaded with the information on how to do that. This chip could do that. Oh, dang. Really? Yeah. It also, instantly, you could speak any different language. You could go to China and communicate with somebody speaking Mandarin and you would instantly know it without having to study. It makes me wonder if that can unlock the other 80% of your brain. Well, exactly. (laughs) And so, and then it goes a little bit farther than that because Mm -hmm. it can understand any language. Mm. So even ancient unused languages, you'll be able to understand like ancient Sumerian, Mm -hmm. hieroglyphics, things like that. So if you can understand any language, then you might be able to communicate with alien life forms. That's great. Right. Or understand some of these hieroglyphics on the pyramid walls. They can only have theories about and actually understand them and decode them. Exactly. (laughs) And so when he was talking, he was saying there would be radical improvement, Mm -hmm. right? I would consider that radical improvement. He said that we're already cyborgs right now. We carry our phones around with us all the time. How smart are you without your phone? So if I gave you a test right now and it tested your intellect, Mm -hmm. probably be average above average Mm -hmm. right most people would be but then what if i gave you the exact same test and i put a cell phone in your hand with internet and you could answer every single question with that phone Mm -hmm. how much smarter would you be on that test right with infinite knowledge at your fingertips that you could look it up that's the difference when you put this chip in your head would there still be people with chips in their head that'd be like aliens aren't real (laughs) 
I mean, maybe. <laughs> oh, I mean, they do that now. Yeah. So people with infinite information and technology at their mm-hmm. fingertips and they're still racist bigots. Yeah. And then you can basically <laughs> answer any question just instantaneously. So somebody asks you a question, even if you, Omni, don't know the answer, mm-hmm. the Omni with a chip would instantly know the answer. Damn. Of any, of any question that you were asked. It sounds like an episode of um, Black Mirror. Yeah. <laughs> And then the phone has memory, right? Uh So this chip has memory. So say you want to say, where did we go on my daughter's fifth birthday? Well, instantly, not only would you know where you went, but you would have pictures, videos, images. You would remember exactly the way that day went. I will win so many arguments. (laughs) (laughs) We are like a computer. Yeah. The way our brain processes. Yeah. And then it's like putting a super computer into your brain. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Did he mention how far out this is? He's saying years. Just a few years. They should be putting it in quadriplegics and blind people. They're going to be using it for people like that first. Our phones and our computers are already an Mm -hmm. extension of us. They're just not plugged into our brains yet. And then they're going to plug them in. And then he was also talking about at the point that our biological body dies, Mm -hmm. if we have these implants, we just get put into another avatar. So our bodies can die. We can be infinite beings. And if billions of people did it, so there's going to be a lot of people that don't want to do it, right? Yeah. But then this younger generation that's coming around. Yeah. So if you can get like a billion people to do it, outcome will be the sum of human will. Mm -hmm. So our human consciousness as as a whole our combined human will, because mm-hmm. humans have free will, yeah. become that. That's crazy. Right. I feel like I'm thinking of the movie Avatar, how they're all part of mm-hmm. interconnected with the roots. But then, you know, you also hear Elon Musk talk about his fear of the AI. Even these like brilliant people that are working on AI mm-hmm. right now, they think they're smarter than the AI, mm-hmm. you know, and that cockiness. Arrogance. The arrogance of it. Is going to be the downfall yeah. of us, even though he's, <laughs> he might even have a chip in his brain. I don't know. Yeah, this is definitely the Matrix. Yeah, they say they haven't put it in a human yet, but. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. Not for They did second. it with like monkeys, like chimpanzees. And you can watch him. He's chilling and he's just talking. He's making the mouse move in his brain. Oh, that's yeah. so weird. And he's like, can I have a treat? And like just talking. He likes it. Could you imagine being that monkey? Being like, holy shit, all these people can understand me now. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. So that might be where technology is going. And so it's like aliens. And this is kind of like a weird theory. But in that case, so Mm -hmm. this is a possibility in the next like five years. Yeah. Right. Or less. It could even be happening now. and We don't even know. We don't have the implant. Think about it. We wouldn't have to talk anymore. We could use telepathy with each other because language would become obsolete because there we'd go back to what we were talking about before yeah how everybody spoke one language that's what i was thinking i was like oh so So what if we've already done that before what if our history repeats itself and then when i'm getting abducted by aliens Mm -hmm. maybe they're trying to alter things a little bit so that we don't do the same thing we don't repeat the same mistakes but they're also helping us right because they want to like fast track us in technology right that's why in the last 50 years we've come so far boom 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 and now we're talking about AIs in our brains. Right. And they're like, and think about it. If you don't have to talk anymore, your mouth is going to become smaller Mm -hmm. over time. If you're able to absorb more information and use more parts of your brain, your eyes are going to get bigger. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think about that. You know what I mean? In a thousand years from now, they're already talking about the sun and all these other things. Maybe our skin turns different or we don't need as much hair on our body. That's crazy. You know, so think about it. Maybe the aliens are just us coming back in the future. Yeah. 
what we become. And a lot of times, like when I was being abducted, I remember the aliens that abducted me because I know there are different races out there. The ones that abducted me, they were the greys. Okay. I remember feeling like they were just so like scientists, like clinical, cool. like with no emotion. But now looking back on it, I'm like, maybe they were just, you know, serious about what they were doing. Mm-hmm. And think about it. If you don't talk anymore, you're not going to use your facial features yeah. as much. That's so you're true. not going to be smiling. You're, you're not going to have to because you're communicating every emotion back and forth through telepathy yeah, to everybody else. So maybe they weren't maybe. as bad as I thought they were at the time. Well, I mean, maybe they really were just trying to help me. You're the aunt to the bully, though. <laughs> I mean, I was being taken against my will. Yeah. And that part. And birds um, or, or the chim- chimpanzee is probably with the implant in his head, wasn't right. willing at first. And it just makes me think, and I don't know how I would react if I went home tonight and was abducted. Right. You know, it's been a lot of years and I might freak out just the same as I did back then. But I'd like to believe now I would at least try. Be more open. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Just okay. kind of be calm and just be like, okay, yeah. what's up? What's what are we doing, what are you doing here? What's happening? Can you not stick that in my butt? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Knock me out for that yeah, part. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so this episode is wrapping up. Tune in for next week where we share our past, our path, and our present. Remember to keep your minds open. Namaste.